Chapter Twenty Seven of English Fairy Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. English Fairy Tales by Flora Annie Steele. The Wee Bannock. Once upon a time there was an old man and his old wife who lived in a wee cottage beside a wee burnie. They had two cows, five hens and a cock, a cat and two kittens. Now the old man looked after the cows, the cock looked after the hens, the cat looked after a mouse in the cupboard and the two kittens looked after the old wife's spindle as it twirled and tussled about on the hearthstone. But though the old wife should have looked after the kittens, the more she said, Shoo, shoo, go away, kitty, the more they looked after the spindle. So one day, when she was quite tired out with saying, Shoo, shoo, the old wife felt hungry and thought she could take a wee bite of something. So she up and baked two wee oatmeal bannocks and set them to toast before the fire. Now just as they were toasting away, smelling so fresh and tasty, in came the old man, and seeing them look so crisp and nice, takes up one of them and snaps a piece out of it. On this the other bannock thought it was high time to be off, so it jumps and away it trundles as fast as ever it could, and away ran the old wife after it as fast as she could run, with her spindle in one hand and her distaff in the other, but the wee bannock trundled faster than she could run, so it was soon out of sight, and the old wife was obliged to go back and tussle with the kittens again. The wee bannock meanwhile trundled gaily down the hill till it came to a big thatched house, and it ran boldly in at the door and sat itself down by the fireside quite comfortably. Now there were three tailors in the room working away on a big bench, and being tailors they were, of course, dreadfully afraid and jumped up to hide behind the good wife who was carding wool by the fire. How tout, she cried, what are ye afeard of? Tis not but a wee bit bannock. Just grip old of it, and I'll try ye sup o' milk to drink with it. So up she gets with the carders in her hands, and the tailor had his iron goose and the apprentices one with the big scissors and the other with the ironing board, and they all made for the wee bannock, but it was too clever for them and dodged about the fireside until the apprentice, thinking to snap it with the big scissors, fell into the hot ashes and got badly burnt. Then the tailor cast the goose at it, and the other apprentice the ironing board, but it wouldn't do. The wee bannock got out at the doorway where the good wife flung the carders at it, 
but it dodged them and trundled away gaily till it came to a small house by the roadside so in it ran bold as bold and sat itself down by the hearth where the wife was winding a clue of yarn for her husband the weaver who was click-clacking away at his loom tibby quoth the weaver whatever's that not but a wee bannock quoth she well come and welcome said he for the porridge was thin the morn so grip it woman grip it ay says she and reaches out her hand to it but the wee bannock just dodged man says she yon's a clever wee bannock he catch it man catch it if you can but the wee bannock just dodged cast the clue at it woman shouted the weaver but the wee bannock was out at the door trundling away over the hill like a new tarred sheep or a mad cow and it trundled away till it came to a cowherd's house where the goodwife was churning her butter come in by cried the goodwife when she saw the wee bannock all crisp and fresh and tasty i have plenty cream to eat with you but at this the wee bannock began dodging about and it dodged so craftily that the goodwife overset the charn in trying to grip it and before she set it straight again the wee bannock was off trundling away down the hill till it came to a mill-house where the miller was sifting meal so it ran and sat down by the trough ho ho says the miller it's a sign o plenty when the likes of you run about the countryside with none to look after you but come in by i like bannock and cheese for supper so i'll give ye a night's quarters and with that he tapped his fat stomach at this the wee bannock turned and ran it wasn't going to trust itself with the miller and his cheese and the miller having nothing but the meal to fling after it just stood and stared so the wee bannock trundled quietly along the level till it came to the smithy where the smith was welding horse-nails hello says he you're a well-toasted bannock you'll do fine with a glass of ale so come in by and i'll give you a lodging inside and with that he laughed and tapped his fat stomach but the wee bannock thought the ale was as bad as the cheese so it up and away with the smith after it and when he couldn't come up with it he just cast his hammer at it but the hammer missed and the wee bannock was out of sight in a crack and trundled and trundled till it came to a farmhouse where the good man and his wife were beating out flax and combing it so it ran into the fireside and began to toast itself again janet said the good man yon is a well-toasted wee bannock i'll have the half of it and i'll take the tother half said the good wife and reached out a hand to grip it but the wee bannock played dodgings again 
My certy, said the wife, but you're spirity. And with that she cast the flax comb at it, but it was too clever for her, so out it trundled through the door, and away was it down the road, till it came to another house where the good wife was stirring the scalding soup, and the good man was plaiting a thorn collar for the calf. So it trundled in, and sat down by the fire. Ho, oh, Jock, quoth the good wife, you're always crying on a well-toasted bannock. Here's one. Come and eat it. Then the wee bannock tried dodgings again, and the good wife cried on the good man to help her grip it. A mother, says he, but where's it gone? Over there, cries she, quick, run to t'other side of your chair, and the chair upset, and down came the good man among the thorns, and the good wife she flung the soup spoon at it, and the scalding soup fell on the good man and scalded him. So the wee bannock ran out in a crack and was away to the next house, where the folk were just sitting down to their supper, and the good wife was scraping the pot. Look, cries she, here's a wee well-toasted bannock for him as catches it. Let's shut the door first, says the cautious goodman, afore we tried to get a grip on it. Now, when the wee bannock heard this, it judged it was time to be off. So away it trundled, and they, after it, helter-skelter. But though they threw their spoons at it, and the good man cast his best hat, the wee bannock was too clever for them, and was out of sight in a crack. Then away it trundled till it came to a house where the folk were just away to their beds. The good wife was raking out the fire, and the good man had taken off his breeches. What's yon? says he, for it was nigh dark. It will just be a wee bannock, says she. I could eat the half of it, says he, and I could eat the other, quoth she. Then they tried to grip it. But the wee bannock tried dodging, and the good man and the good wife tumbled against each other in the dark and grew angry. "'Cast your breeches at it, man,' cries the good wife at last. "'What's the use of standing, staring, like a struck pig?' So the good man cast his breeches at it, and thought he had smothered it sure enough. But somehow it wriggled out, and away it was— the good man after it without his breeches. You never saw such a race, a real clean chase over the park and through the winds, and round the bramble patch. But there the good man lost sight of it and had to go back, all scratched and tired and shivering. The wee bannock, however, trundled on till it was too dark even for a wee bannock to see. Then it came to a fox's hole in the side of a big windbush, and trundled in to spend the night there. But the fox had had no meat for three whole days, so he just said, You're welcome, friend. I wish there were two of you. 
and there were two, for he snapped the wee bannock in halves with one bite, so that was the end of it. End of chapter 27 Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.